a not-yet-named world exists between being pregnant and about to deliver. It's like you have one swollen, bloated foot on Earth and the other tapping to Pink Floyd, Us and Them, next to the Golden Recorder on the Voyager spacecraft somewhere in interstellar space. Yeah, when you're 41 weeks pregnant plus two days, you're that far out. And it's lonely and amazing and terrifying and life-changing, literally. It's also limbo. The earthly things a day ago you took for granted or counted on are fading. Even though they are right in front of you, it's almost as though you can't quite touch them. People talk about errands and work and groceries and politics and upcoming holidays, and somehow you're floating off to the side of those conversations, almost nostalgic for them, even though they're happening right now. But you're floating. You're not quite a part of it. Your body is slowly taking you inwards as you leave. Hot Vomit, a Ferrochrome podcast. For me, it started happening a few weeks before I delivered. I could physically feel my body prepare for the unknown. My 39-year-old bones moved and shifted. My ankles became plump squares. My center of gravity became comical. And I could feel the baby's head move lower and lower. And near the very end of my pregnancy, my kiddo's head sat so low, I was almost blushing. I was half expecting an arm to wave out of my vagina and hear a deep voice say, Hey, Ma, what's up? You ready for this? For a while, it felt like pregnancy could go on forever and ever and ever. And then in those last few days, at times, I didn't want it to end. There was a surrealness and crispness and preciousness and hazy blurriness to every paradox, I mean day, I floated next to. In this time, the things I did or saw took on so much precious meaning, it became overwrought and sometimes funny. Sitting next to my husband who had fallen asleep on the couch, I woke him up overcome with zealous emotion saying, Oh wow, this could be the last episode of Rebel Without a Kitchen I will watch before we become a family of four. Tears streaming down my face. This is incredible. I love this guy. My husband pretended to not wake up. Earlier that day, while making sandwiches for my three-year-old, my husband, and myself, I thought, these may be the last sandwiches we will ever eat as a family of three. Wait, wait, I should cut up a pickle so that we really celebrate it. That sleepless night, I batted away thoughts of what could go wrong during labor and what could go wrong immediately after labor to even more involved thoughts such as, what if the first time was a fluke and I actually can't handle labor? What if it was beginner's luck? What if I never did labor and my three-year-old son is just a hologram? I found myself praying to fate, to God, to different gods, to the universe, to the big bunny in the sky. Please, please give me strength to do this. The next morning, I became overwhelmed by the fleetingness of life. Reaching for a glass in the cupboard almost brought me to my knees. It was the same glass my parents had a set of in the early 1990s, 
when I saw glimpses of the Gulf War on our kitchen TV and thought life was going to go on forever and that the traditions in our home were universal and solid. Holding this glass, I'm back at my parents' house looking at their set of glasses in their cupboard. And I know right now in this moment that that set of glasses is gone. Along with the corner store down the street, the bridge I learned to drive on, the stores in the mall I worked at, Crystal Palace and Blockbuster Video, the KFC I busted my chops at trying to save up enough money so I could leave home. They're all gone. And man, I couldn't wait to leave home. And it strikes me how much I'd love to crawl back to that moment. Be in my parents' kitchen and sit with them and take them in as people. How much I'd like to know them in a way that I don't. And how much I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I sit the empty glass on the huge shelf of my pregnant belly, looking into it as though it has an answer. I am winning this. Nothing is solid. I realize this glass must have been bought 26 years ago in British Columbia, and my parents bought theirs in New Brunswick, probably from Sears. And Sears across the country is now closing, and my kids won't know what Sears means. My parents won't live forever. My kids will only know me as their parent. My God, I am the parent now. My three-year-old stops banging his makeshift drums in the living room and explodes into the kitchen, all smiles and feet, to see me balancing an empty glass on my huge belly, and he asks in quick succession, Mommy, what are you up to? Mommy, what do glasses eat? Mommy, do glasses fart? That afternoon, I walked the trail behind our co-op. My three-year-old, just ahead of me, squatted down, checked out a slug, and then all of a sudden a dog appeared, shaggy and happy, and jumped up on me like it was the best thing in the world. It's like the dog was trying to hug my belly, or hump it, but let's say hug it. And I projected onto the dog that the dog's wise eyes were telling me, this huge belly of yours? This is something to celebrate, and to hug, and to sniff, and to lick, and maybe hump. This is good. I loved this exuberant dog, but the owner of the dog was mortified, chastising their pup to get down. But their dog was determined to hug hump the fear right out of me while leaving big muddy paw prints on my overstretched striped maternity top. I'm sure I looked like I was about to topple over, but my center held. Actually, I felt stronger than I did in days and was reassured by their dog's happiness and spontaneity. I wanted to somehow say to the owner that their dog transferred some of its spirit to me, and I'm pretty sure I can do labor now, but I'm not so far into interstellar space to know how insane that will sound. Then my son yells over to me, Mommy, what do slugs eat? Do they eat dog poop? No, I think. And then, uh uh-oh, I'd better get over there. At bedtime, while getting my son into his PJs, I thought, This is the last time I will look into my firstborn son's eyes while he regales me with his stories without feeling divided or split, without one ear cocked to hear if the baby needs something. After my son fell asleep, I watched him for a few minutes, big, thick tears landing in my lap. I love his stories. 
I love his stalling techniques. He is amazing. He is ordinary and average and healthy. And to me, that is amazing. And he used to be a baby that never wanted to be put down. And now he never wants hugs. How did three years go by? And then I made a gargantuan effort to heave my pregnant girth from the side of his bed, getting stuck in the Ikea canopy, trying to keep gas from escaping while biting into my lips so that my groans wouldn't be audible. And when I waddled back down the 14 steep stairs to the living room, I thought, this, this is the last time I will ever be pregnant. And another voice rose from the fray. Thank God, it said. I mean, really, sure, there were moments, many, 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 many moments during your pregnancy that felt like you were touched by Jesus' right sandal. But at 41 weeks and two days, this isn't one of them. Let's make sure you have an extra toothbrush, hair elastic, some Depends Flex Fit diapers in the trunk of the car. It's going to be a long ride to the hospital. And while you're at it, write out that note to your mother-in-law, get the cake mix and icing a new book ready on the table just in case. And oh yeah, there may be half a score bar frozen to the back of the freezer. I bet a little wielding with a butter knife would free that up real quick. Chop, chop, let's do this with the last iota of energy you've got. I would go into labor the next day. Here's the thing that struck me in those last few weeks of pregnancy. I couldn't help but feel everything intensely because it is intense physically, emotionally, spiritually. The work you need to do to prepare everything. It takes everything you've got. And there are so many people around you to help you, to guide you, educate and inform you, smile at you, hug you, offer unsolicited advice, give you drugs or props. But this is an interstellar journey you and your baby will make alone. Together, in the same orbit, but alone. And every fiber in my body and mind wanted a safe landing for the both of us. Before falling asleep, I would think, please, big bunny in the sky, let this turn out all right. Hot Vomit, a Ferrochrome podcast.